to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. So what I'm going to talk about is what God shared with me about the year 2020, the year that is our breakout year. But I did mention certain things that had to happen or take place for us to enter into our breakout year. And that was first and foremost, you had to break through. But what I did is, is God shared with me a specific action that we had to be very aware of. And that is our words, what we were speaking, what was coming out of our mouths. And all of a sudden we get hit with this virus. And this is something where because of this action, because of what we've been dealing with, there's a tendency to be able to speak for things that should not be spoken, state things that should not be stated. And those can get us into trouble. Remember, the blessing and cursing comes from the mouth. Life and death is in the power of words. And so I want you to recognize that and realize that we're going to go into the breakthrough, understanding, first and foremost, that our words are very, very important. And so let's use our words right now. Say this with me. I am a child of God. I believe in the word of God and his word will impact my life. My eyes are open. My ears hear. My heart is prepared as good ground today, this day, after receiving the word of God, I will never be the same. Today is my life change in Jesus name, in Jesus name. In the word breakout, it carries an understanding of something that has a force to it. The word breakthrough is the same. So we have a breakout and a breakthrough, which shows us more of an aggressive action. Now think about this. The Lord said 2020 will be our breakout year. He didn't say 2020 will be our simple year. He didn't say 2020 will be a cruise. No, he said 2020 will be our breakout year and that we are to break through to break out. Now, now think about that. If you got the wrong concept or view of this, you could be looking at this time period and saying, where's our breakout? Where's our breakthrough? And that's the tendency of the old nature. The old nature always wants to look at an excuse or reasons or, or try to make a light of what God is wanting to do in our lives. Make, it, make a place of complacency to where we don't have to do anything and we're supposed to just wave a wand and God serves us. And that's not the way the word works. That's not the way this life is to be lived. We're to live life large for sure, but we've got to take it. We've got to be aggressive in it. Hey, we're believers. We're followers of Jesus, but we're not wimps. We're not people are just going to roll over and play dead. No way in the world. We're going to fight 
the fight of faith, which the Bible says it's a good fight. And man, in my life, I only know one good fight and a good fight is the one you win. You get beat in a fight. That's not a good fight. So when God says fight the good fight, I know that means we are going to win. We are going to have victory in this situation. So a lot of us are dealing with different things right now. And I understand that, but press in, press in, and let's look at the word of God to help us understand how to have breakthrough. And you will by receiving this information, guarantee you, you're going to have breakthrough, which will make it your breakout year. But look at this word breakout. It means to begin suddenly and sometimes violently make a rupture in the ranks of an enemy to break loose, escape, or get away. Having or causing marked by sudden and great success that comes usually after a time without no or little success. Hey, this past couple months, they've been nasty, ugly, hindering. But guess what? I'm about to break out. I'm about to break out. And I know you are too. So let's start looking ahead into the success that Jesus has given us. Let's start focusing our eyes on the truth of God's word. And that is, this is our breakout year. Now the word breakthrough is an offensive military assault that penetrates and carries beyond a defensive line. An act or instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle an important discovery or event that helps to improve a situation or provide an answer to a problem. Come on, come on. It's our breakthrough for our breakout year. Come on, this is it. So, hey, we're going through this challenge. We've been going through this ugly fight, but we're about to press in. We're about to break through. We're about to see exactly what God told us in the beginning of this year. The Bible says that no prophecy is, in, is a private interpretation. So you might not have been in this building when I shared this message of breaking out. But guess what? These same words that the Lord shared to my heart are words for you right now. I'm telling you. They are straight from heaven to you. And I want you to know that. I want you to know as you're listening, it's not a coincidence. You're listening and watching truths of the word of God specifically for you. And I'm pumped. I'm excited for you because I know what this word has done for me and countless hundreds that go to love life. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to do that for you. It's going to do it for you. We're going to look at first Chronicles chapter 14. First Chronicles chapter 14. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share three keys of breakthrough, three keys of breakthrough. And we're going to look at the life of David on this. And this is going to be very, very impacting. Three keys of breakthrough. First Chronicles 14 verse eight says this. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming, so he marched out to meet them. David was told that they were coming, so he marched out to meet them. 
The Philistines arrived and made a raid in the valley of Rephim. So David asked God, should I go out to fight the Philistines? David asked God, should I go out and fight the Philistines? And the Lord replied to David. David asked the Lord. And the Lord replied, oh, this is good. Yes, go ahead. I will hand them over to you. Look at that. David asked and God answered. Verse 11. So David and his troops went to Baal Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. God did it, David exclaimed. He used me to break through my enemies like a raging flood. So they named that place Baal Perazim. Baal Perazim. They named that place Think about it. It literally means to break, to destroy something, to break through. And Baal means God or master. In other words, the Philistine God or master got broken up. David and his men beat up big time the devil and his forces. The victory is ours. David had breakthrough. David had breakthrough. They named it after the breaking through. Why? Because they want to always remember their victory. And every time they would come by that city, every time they would come by that place, they would remember the day the Lord gave them breakthrough over their enemies. Uh, we, shouldn't we be doing the same thing? Shouldn't we be naming our victories that we've had so that we can pull to remembrance the time when all hell was breaking loose? Everything's looking scary. Everything's looking bad. But we, but, but we decided to stand on God's word and we pressed in and we saw the breakthrough. We saw the victory. We should be naming those times so that we can take inventory in that back of our head. That is so good at remembering the past failures. I mean, there are failures in your life that you not only see, you relive your experience in your body and you smell it. And it happened years ago. If we can do that with the bad, my goodness, we should do it with the good. Come on, somebody, get excited out there. Get excited out there. We should be able to pull up this name and say, I remember when, I remember when, I remember when. You've got different fragments that God has done in your life. You've got different miracles, different situations that you had victory in that you can pull up and remember. No matter how big or how small, it's a victory. You need to remember those things. I got a great teaching on that, by the way, but we'll get to that another time. The point is, is we are looking at David doing something very important. And that is the key, the first key. We talk to God. We seek God. We go to him. That's the first thing we did. Not running to CNN 
Fox News, Google. I mean, my goodness, Christians, followers of Jesus, you ought not to be running to them first. The word of God, the truth of God's word is should we be running to. Man, this, listen, pay attention to the scripture, not to your opinions or your viewpoints or the knowledge that you carry from your life experiences. Listen, when God talks about wisdom in the Bible, wisdom, when he says walk in wisdom, he's not talking about yours. He's not talking about the world's wisdom. I'm telling you right now, I'm challenging you right now to look up wisdom in God's word. I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna see. Wisdom in action is hearing God doing his word. Wisdom in action is the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you. Wisdom in action is always tied to obedience to the truth. All through the word. There is no place in the Bible where wisdom is from us. Or wisdom is from the news. Or wisdom is from politicians. No, no, and a double no. No. Wisdom, according to God's word, when he says walk in wisdom, is completely toward walk in his word. Remember Proverbs, he says, he who finds wisdom. He's talking about the word of God. Come on, somebody. This is what we have to understand. We can't back up into our ways, our life, our old patterns, our old, our old way of trusting. We got to line ourselves up to this word, this Bible that shows us how to walk the walk of faith. The walk of faith is the key to our success, not the walk of Google. Come on. Let's be brighter than the world. We've got a God, a father that gives us truth, gives us wisdom, gives us instruction. He even said he will give wisdom to all that ask him, not ask Google. He's not asking us to look to Siri or Alexa. He's asking us to go to his word. If you're trying to find truth out there, you're going to find it. You're going to find opinions. And those opinions change all the time. What I know is this. If you want to believe something, you can Google long enough to get to line up exactly what you believe. I don't care what it is. We need a standard. We need something that's unmovable. This word is a standard. It's unmovable. Why? Because it is truth. The truth. Foundational truth. It's one plus one equals two. I don't care how many times you Google that, it's going to stay the same. One plus one equals two. Now, if anybody says one plus one equals three, you already know they're dumb. So you ain't even going to pay attention to it. That's like a goofy site. That's a site that's trying to pull you in and steal your bank account. All right. But we all know ultimate truth, foundational truth is in God's word. Oh man, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. So David, what did he do? He went to talk to God. Come on, Christian. Come on. That should be our first, our first directive in life when things are going, ah, when things aren't working right, when things are difficult, when we're challenged, we should be going to him, talking with our father who loves us greatly. Why would he send Jesus to die for us if he didn't want to talk with us, if he didn't want to have anything to do with us? Common sense. Common sense. 
with great love in which he loved you while you were yet a sinner, messed up, a loser in life. No good. Christ died for you. That's great love. Actually, that's, that's astounding love. That's love where I look at and go, jeez, I don't know how he does it. There's sometimes I don't even love myself. And I'm not doing some major ugly things, but hey, all I'm saying is, is that's great love. Great love. So we want to talk to God first. Second key is obey. The second key is obey. First Chronicles chapter 14, we're going to look at verse 12. But after a while, the Philistines returned and raided the valley again. Say again. See, this is how the enemy works. Hey, you, you, you got victory. All right, you had the victory this time, and now he backs up. He starts working out a plan and thinking, okay, let's try it a different way. See, we're thinking that if we don't have complete victory, it must not be God. No, you had the victory. The enemy just ain't quitting. He's not going to stop. Hey, we have victory and we have success over him. And the Bible says, resist him and he will flee. He'll run away. But the Bible says what? That we're to resist. Why? Because the enemy, as a roaring lion, seeks who he may devour. The devil's out there looking and he continues to look. The enemy's continuing to look. We have to recognize that. He's not going to quit. Neither should we. Why? Because the victorious don't quit. You can be behind in a game and still fight back and win. We see it over and over in life. Most people, they see the score and they quit. Champions don't quit. They keep pressing in. They keep pressing in. They keep pressing in. I mean, there are hundreds, there are tens of thousands of stories of people that others looked at and said they'll never or they can't. But they kept pressing in and they did. And there's so many, so many different people we could just name right now. You're one of them. You're one of those people. Write a book about yourself right now. All right. So he says this. But after a while, the Philistines returned and raided the valley again. And once again, David ran out and fought them because he's had victory over them. No. Remember, David's the warrior king. David has had victory after victory, success after success. I mean, he's already cleared out the giant Goliath. I mean, this guy, he, he wins. And his mind is filled with success stories. So the battle comes again. So what does he do? Psh, I've done this before. Come on, Christian, hear what I'm saying. No, David didn't do that. What did he do? He went to God again. He's not trusting in his victories or his success. He's not trusting in his past. He's trusting in today. And today is what? The day that, hey, I've got a challenge and now I've got to seek God again. And what does he not do? He doesn't go to God and go, God, I thought we got the breakthrough. I thought we won. I thought we were winners. How come we're fighting again? This is terrible. No, he didn't do that. That's what some of us do. Uh-uh. He sought God once again. And God 
answers David. David says, what do we do? They're on attack again. And God says, don't attack them straight on. It's a whole different picture now. God's doing something different in this battle. Hey, can you imagine if he went on his past successes? Can you imagine if he saw his other victories and said, hey, this is how it happens. I'll run up and kill him just as I always do. He would have got beat. Come on, don't get cocky. All right? We got to trust in God. I love this. You know why? Because what God's showing to me is this. He wants to always be engaged with my life. Every new battle is something that he looks at and he's thinking about victory. David said, what do we do? And God gives him the answer. And it's not the same as it was before, but it's going to bring the same result. He says, don't, ta- don't attack them straight on. Instead, circle around behind them and attack near the poplar trees. When you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the trees, go, you strike down the Philistine army. So David did what God commanded. All right. I don't know about you, but when I read this years ago, I was like, this is crazy. I like to put myself in scripture. I like to input my life into this as if I'm there in the story. And when I was reading this, this is years ago, I was reading this and, and, I, and I thought, what if I'm a soldier in the army? See, I get used to David and how he does things. And so here I am in David's army and the, 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 like we read in the very beginning, the enemy's coming and David's going toward them. So we're talking about, they're about ready to rumble. They're about ready to get down and fight. But they also know what David will do before the battle. And that is, he's going to back off, get alone, and seek God. So the soldiers are all watching this. So they know what's going to happen. He gets away, gets the knowledge from God, the wisdom of God, and then they abide by what David says. And I thought, I'm one of those soldiers. And I know what the victory looks like. And all of a sudden, David comes out and says, guys, listen, guys, this is what we're going to do. And we're like going, all right, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's get some blast them. Let's, let's win again, David. Let's do this thing. And so David's already goes, okay, guys, this is what's going to happen. We're going to go toward the army in a different way. We're going to circle around. Them. Yeah, that's awesome. We're going to circle around them. I wouldn't even have thought of that. Good job, King. This is awesome. I'm glad you listened to the Lord. And he said, wait, guys, I'm not done. And then when we hear people running on the tops of trees, what did David say? I, what, David, I, we, wait, hold on, David. I, I, the guys were talking in front of me. I, 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 I know, you know, we're, we're about ready to go to battle and you talk to God and, and he's, you got the answer. <laughs> I, I just thought I heard you say when people are walking up on top of the trees. <laughs> no, isn't that crazy? 
<laughs> All right, tell us again. What? How are we going to do this? David goes, I said, when we hear footsteps on the top of the trees, then we're going to go to battle. Hey, come on now. You can't tell me you wouldn't be challenged by that. Here we have David that has led him into victory, but all of a sudden he starts talking kooky, a little crazy. This is, you know, I, I can understand when the trees start blowing in the wind, we attack. But he doesn't say that. He says, footsteps up in the trees. I, I, I thought of myself and I thought, oh man, this is a tough one. See, that's what happens in this walk. There are times when you're going to hear something from the word of God. There's going to be something that doesn't quite line up to the way you're used to hearing things. That's so important to understand because it's going to happen. And that's where trust comes in. That's where not leaning to your own understanding comes in. That's when we have to understand that this is the time where I don't really get it. But what is it that I want? I want victory over my enemy. I don't care how it comes. I want victory. I want success. And so if David says that's what we're going to hear, then so be it, I'm gonna listen. And once I hear it, I'm charging. I'm going in this battle with one mindset, and that is victory belongs to me. This is my breakthrough. David did what God commanded. He heard God's word and he did God's word. Doesn't that sound familiar? Look at the words of Jesus in Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings, these truths of mine, and does them, obedience, number one, talk to God, number two, obey him. He who hears the words and obeys those words, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rains descended. Come on. The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. Come on, Christian. Come on, you following Jesus and you, and you think this walk is all about sunshine? I don't think so. You know what this walk is about? It's about life. It's life. And out there, there are going to be floods. Out there, the rain is going to come and the winds are going to blow. But Jesus himself, who does not lie, Jesus himself said, those that hear my word and obey, they do my word, which by the way is the definition of wisdom. You're applying truth. You're applying it. And Jesus said, you'll be like a house built on a rock. Stuff's going to come. You're going to feel and experience the pressures. But, oh my goodness, what happens? The house does not fall. The house don't fall. The house doesn't fall. Because it was founded on the rock. We need our lives founded on the rock. 
of God's word, God's truth. Not the rock of our feelings, not the rock of our opinions, not the rock of our Facebook friends' desires. No, the rock of God's word, not the rock of TikTok. No, not the rock of Instagram. No, the rock of God's word. Are you hearing me? That's what we need, the rock of God's word. And then when these issues come in life, I'm standing. But then he also said, those don't, don't do my word. Those that hear it, everybody gets an opportunity. Thank you, Jesus. Those that hear truth and don't obey it. If David didn't listen to God, his army would have been destroyed. Thousands would have been killed. David's soldiers, if they didn't obey David, thousands would have been killed. Are you guys hearing me? Jesus said, hear and do. Hear and do my word. Obedience is the key to the success of our breakout year. Obedience. Come on, friend. Come on, let's do this. This isn't difficult. This is, this is life. I mean, we all were born on this earth. I mean, if you're listening to me, you're born on this earth. You grew up. And the main thing that was in operation in your life, in relationships, was the area of obedience. You're either going to obey or not obey. There were repercussions. We had to deal with our disobedience. Or we had obedience in operation. And we all know that obedience is greater than disobedience. But we obey God's word, God's truth. That's what we obey. I'm not going to obey the world's view over the word of God. No, they're limited in how far they can understand. I mean, this virus, you can see that there was no understanding out there. And any day you listen to the, quote, truths, they change constantly. I love the experts when they say this, this, and this. And then they say, but it hasn't really been tried. And you were acting like everything you just said was perfect and exact. But then you say, after the fact, that, we're, that, that you were relaying the information as if this is the truth. And then you say, but we haven't had much studies on it. I mean, come on. And too many of us are just sitting there, just, you know, we're wagging our tails and going, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and this has got to stop. Listen, there's a lot of great information out there. There are a lot of wise men and women out there. Don't get me wrong. The key is, is we have to focus on this first. And then we sift that information through this information. Are you hearing me? Come on. This is how we have success and breakthrough in life. So we've got to talk to God. We have to talk to God. And then we have to obey him. Obey God. The third key. This, actually the third key, should be placed before one and two. And it's so important because the third key is what gets us to the other two, actually. And that is 
we must believe that God will deliver us. See, if you don't believe God will deliver you in the first place, you won't talk to him. And that's what religion produces, people that don't talk to God. Why? Because usually they believe he's the cause of it. And believe me, God is not the cause of anything that brings death and destruction. I don't care who it is that's saying it. I don't care what Christian TV or radio they're saying it on. If they are saying that God is bringing destruction in the new covenant, they don't know the Bible. Now, I, I, that, listen, I, I agree they know Old Testament law. No doubt about that. I know they understand the way God of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant operated under the law. Hey, they got that. But what happened is, is they bringing it in to the new covenant. And that means what? They don't have a clue about scripture. They're stuck in that old. And, and listen, I understand why, because that's the way they have empower over people. They can threaten you. They can scare you. They can make you holy by telling you God's about to kick you out of heaven. I mean, it's nasty, but we ain't talking about that ugliness. We're talking about love. We're talking about grace. We're talking about the power of God and the life of God. It has to do with the new covenant and the new covenant only, only. And you get that in from Matthew on. That's where you're going to get the truth about life right now, this day right now. We ain't Israel thousands of years ago. This is the new life. Praise God for that. So we've got to believe that God's a good God, that he's going to deliver us. David said before he fought Goliath, he said this, the Lord who saved me from the claws of the lion and the bear will deliver me from this enemy. Not might, he will deliver me. He's already delivered me. He will deliver me. It's what I said earlier. You got to bring up those fragments of what God has done. And if you can't think of them, then, then think of Jesus coming to die for you, rise again, and give you eternal life. Think about that then. But the truth is, is we've got to be able to bring up to remembrance the goodness of God in our lives. And here we have David, it says, I was delivered from the lion and the bear, and I'm going to be delivered from this giant Philistine. How awesome is that? I like what David did. He goes, up to the, he goes up to the Goliath. Goliath's talking trash to him. David comes back to him. I mean, just, remember, David's a teenager. And, and according to what we see in scripture, he's a little fairer. In other words, he's a little lighter skin, freckles. Um, many believe red hair. Compared to Israelites, I mean, you can watch TV and see, that's a little different. And David isn't like this, this massive, you know, hunk of a man that, hey, that guy probably, were, you know, he probably won the Mr. Universe contest. No, David wasn't that guy. As a matter of fact, the prophet Samuel, he, he looked at David and went, what? You got to be kidding me. His brothers are twice as size as him. And, and, and David shows up during the time of picking the king from God through the prophet and, and David's got his little sheep herder outfit on. Hey, guys, what's up? And God says, there's my man. There's my king. Whoa. Yeah, he's talking to you. You don't see yourself that way, but God does. He sees that in you. I see it in you. I choose to believe that about you. 
because I choose to believe it about me and my family and my church. That's what I believe. I believe God's word speaks big into our lives and we can live big lives because of it. So we've got to believe that God will deliver us. Deuteronomy 7, 12 says this, and this is what will happen when you on your part, obey the word of God and you follow them. You keep God's word before you. God on his part will keep the covenant of loyal love that he made with your ancestors. When you obey the word of God, follow that word, God's going to keep his. He will never not follow his word. Never. Verse 23 of Deuteronomy 7 says this, and the Lord your God will deliver them over to you, your enemy. He will deliver them over to you and will inflict defeat upon them until they are destroyed. God is a God of breakthrough. He's a God that says, listen, let's get this breakthrough and we'll get it right now. Paul says in Galatians 3, 1 and 3, he's, Galatians 1, verse 3, he says this, grace to you and peace from God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. God is in complete agreement because this is his will. His will is he sent Jesus to deliver us. Hey, Jesus has come. He went to the cross, died, third day rose again. He's with the Father right now. That's our victory sign. That's our picture of success. He rose again. We've already got, we've, we've already got the victory. We've been delivered because of that. Listen, I want you to watch the video again of what the Lord shared with me in the very beginning of January. I want you to pay attention. Pay attention to the words of this video because I'm telling you, they're going to touch your heart. Love life. This is a year to expect big and to live big. This is a year to see clearly with focused vision on the life that God has designed for us to live. This is a year to live an intentional life, a life of higher purpose for God. It is a time to break off the old ways, the old patterns, and to break through into the new. For the word of the Lord to love life is this, 2020 will be our breakout year. The Lord has empowered us to break through and to break out in every area of our lives and ministry. The prison doors have been opened. There is no longer a wall holding you back, no dam stopping the flow. The boundaries of victory have been removed. It is time to break out and start pursuing and defeating the enemies before us. It is time to trust our God who makes the impossible possible. No longer say, I can't, I'm not able, it's impossible, because God has proclaimed that all things are possible to those who believe, and we are believers. I want you to know that you have been called and set apart for His great work. God has ordained you to do great things for Him, and He's expecting you to fulfill your destiny. You have been given his divine power to make an impact in our generation. You're an influencer and have been chosen to lead in such a time as this. You're called to be a blessing and to bring the message of hope to the hopeless, to set the captives free, to heal the sick, and to give life to the lifeless. 
You are chosen, mighty one, to bring in the harvest of the unchurched into a life of grace, hope, and love. We are love life. We just don't see vision. We do vision. We just don't listen to God's word. We do his word. Our spirits are strong. Our emotions are settled. Our minds are disciplined. And our bodies are healed and whole. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are love life. And this is our breakout year. This is our breakout year. This is our breakout year. Come on, say it with me. This is our breakout year. That is the word of God for you right now. You need to get that in your heart and get it operating and working in there. Get your mind thinking about this because I'm telling you right now, that's who you're called to be right now. Not later, not tomorrow. You're called to be it right now. Right now. This is your breakout year. You're going to break through right now. You're going to press in and break through. Why? Because we're going to go to God. We're not going to try to go to anything other than get the wisdom from above. We're going to seek him. The second thing is, is when we hear him, because I'm telling you, he's going to answer you. God will talk to you. God will give you wisdom. James makes that very clear. When you ask he will give it, but you can't be double-minded. You can't be wobbling on this. He answers those that go to him and talk with him. I know this of my father. I know how he is and he will talk with you. He will give you answers. Sometimes it might take a little bit because we're so noisy up in our heads. But I'll tell you in here, that that truth is going to come. This is what we need to recognize. And the third thing is God will deliver you. He will. He's a God of deliverance. That's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to deliver us all. You might be out there today and you're like, I, I, I've not received this. I, I, don't, I don't have any of what you're talking about. What, that's why you're watching right now. You're tuned in so that you can receive and you can experience this life that I'm talking about. You see, it's, it's all about you. I'm already walking it. I'm already living it. Millions of people out there have already received Jesus. We're not a minority, we're a majority. The world wants to think that we're, you know, some little group, you know, that's pressed to the side. No, we're not. There are literally hundreds of millions of us throughout the world. Now, not all of us have the right, the same doctrines. Not all of us have the same understanding. But the truth of the matter is, is have they called on the name of Jesus? Have they asked Jesus to come in their lives? I mean, listen, that's the key to salvation, not your doctrine. Call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. I'd like you to right now. I'd like you to pray a prayer with me. Listen, I'm just trying to help you get some words going out of your mouth because I believe the heart is already there. You're already like going, this is what I want to do. All right, let's do this together. Let's do this. Say these words with me. Say, Jesus, come on, you can do this. Jesus, I call on your name right now. Jesus, I believe in you. 
That's why I'm talking to you. And I ask you, come into my life. I want this so bad. I want this new life. I don't want this religious stuff. I want a relationship with you. So come into my life. Change me, Jesus. Make me brand new. Thank you so much for listening to me, answering me. Thank you so much for forgiving me. This is my new life. Thank you, Jesus. I'm yours now. Man, is that awesome? Is that awesome what just happened? Listen, if this was the first time you've done this, you can, you know, touch that little button on there that says, you know, I just received Jesus. But also, I need you to do something for me. If you could, now again, this is entirely up to you, but I have a little booklet that I wrote for people that received Jesus, the brand new in the family of God. I'll give it to you free. I'll send it to you, no strings attached. And I promise you, you're not going to get following letters of, please support me. Following letters of, we need money. You're not going to get any following letter at all. I'm going to send you that and that's it. Nothing else is going to follow after that. That's my word. I'm telling you right now, it won't happen. It's just not going to happen. But I will get that booklet to you. And I really wish you would receive my gift for you. I'll pay for everything to get it to you just so you can start this, I believe, start this family life correctly. Learn the love of God. See the grace of God. Experience the fullness of God. And I know it'll help you. So if you could, send for it. I love you guys. I appreciate all of you. Hey, soon and very soon, we're going to see each other in church again. Love you. See ya. Bye. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.